Welcome along to season two of the Top Load Podcast. This is episode 44. Happy New Year. Hope everyone's had a lovely festive period. We are back. We took the week off. We're re-energised and ready to go. Harry, welcome to 2023. How are you doing? Yes, very well. Thank you, Ronnie, mate. Uh, happy New Year to everyone listening um, at, the, at the moment of recording. Um, happy New Year to yourself as well, Ron. Hope you had a good first appearance, mate. Um, but yeah, back with a bang, ready for ready for season two of the Top Loaded podcast. Um, yeah, got a lot in store this year, obviously, to bring bring to everyone that, that watches and listens along. Um, and yeah, looking forward to to the year and what's what's hopefully in in store for us both. Yeah, it's a. Uh... Very, pro- there's some things in the works would be a very promising year to begin with and a lot of great guests, a lot of great talking points and a lot more to come as well. But the most important thing, important thing is 2023 resolutions people do, right? This is a natural thing. However, thanks to our mate El Toro gave us a great idea how to start this episode was resolutions in the card world, even though I think he stole it off someone else, he probably stole it off someone else. It probably goes yeah. about 40,000 people around the world. And we thought we had, I think it's a great talking point of what we want to achieve within the card world within 2023. And just to start with, if you had to sum up your, your 2022 in the, like in your life in the card hobby, how was 2022? Yeah, massive improvement on the first year. I mean, I joined, I guess I joined, do you say you joined? I started the hobby um, obviously in January 21. Um, and then obviously, yeah, it was, a, it was a good year for me as it was, but then obviously in 2022, completely blew it out of the water. Um, obviously, yeah, joining yourself on the podcast and just massively growing the PC, going to so many different card shows, um, building my collection up in terms of F1 and, and Arsenal. And yeah, it was, it was a fantastic year and met so many fantastic people, you know, card picker two to name one of the probably the biggest people I met last year. Um, but no, yeah, it was it was a really really good year, um, and yeah, massively looking forward to, to twenty twenty three and seeing what's in store in store this year for both me and and yourself as well. Yeah, definitely. I think twenty twenty two. I remember about this time last year, I was talking to a few a few people. I had the idea of a podcast, and I started DMing people. I was literally in the gym, and I was like, "Do or I don't I?" This time last year, and I was like, "Shall I? Shan't I?" And I'm very happy I did take the plunge, and I think it must have been. February area of doing it so it's been a great fun obviously having you on board as well has been a great a lot of fun and it's going to be a lot more but card sense as well was a very good year for buying in terms of really boosting the Arsenal collection I know we're touching it on what we want to pick up this year but it was a very good year the card shows went down really well and the hobby grew a lot within 22 so I'm really hoping that even if it grows five percent of what it was last year it's going to get even bigger and better and like we say it's pretty much card show season again believe it or not we're only about five weeks away i think it is from the next london card show which which we will be there and we're looking very much forward to that one but i think now is time to start going through our 2023 card resolutions to begin with and some of them are actually quite cool um give us credit for some of them because i think some of them we could probably guess from each other but um I think we'll start off with your number one, which I think everyone by now is, might know what you're going to say, but far away with your number one on your list. Yeah, I think if anyone doesn't guess this, um, I'd be very surprised. But for me, number one of my resolution was to complete the um, Gunther Steiner flagship rainbow from 2021 flagship. 
Um, yeah, I still need the red to five and black to 10 to complete the rainbow. And that would then be a clean sweep um, from the one of one to the base. So that is definitely my number one resolution this year to um, try and complete. I, I take it the older it checking eBay is probably ha happening at least a few times a day at the moment. My hourly at this point, hourly, <laughs> like it's, nothing's coming up, but I'm still checking. I know that. I do know that feeling of checking and looking for a car. So, like we say, hope surely this year's the year we're going to be able to find you. Hopefully, someone thinks, all right, the new F one's out. We'll get rid of the older stuff, and then you can go in, swoop in there like an eagle. Yeah, that's what we're hoping for. And moving on to your number two, which I like the sound of, reaching two thousand Instagram. Yes. Comments. Yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's not, I guess, not a massive um, must or need to have. But I think it's yeah, just, just growing, the, growing the community, growing my page. And, um, you know, my, my goal for 2022 was to hit 1,000. And, you know, I ended one, 2022 on 1,600. So, um, yeah, I'm really hoping to try and hit 2,000 Instagram followers in, in 2023. And, um, yeah, I don't see it being too much of a you know, unachievable resolution. So but yeah, it's just about growing the page and sort of sharing on my on my PC and um yeah, hopefully uh hopefully reaching that milestone in the next couple of months. Yeah, definitely we I would say we we look forward to trying to reaching that big two thousand for you. And looking at your next three are all Arsenal related. So why don't you tell what is the number three on the list? Because this one's gonna be a good one to watch to see if you can get. Yeah, number three on my list was to buy a one of one Arsenal card. Um, obviously, I picked up the one of one Steiner from obviously from F one last year. Um, but my main main goal for a while has been to try and get a one of one Arsenal. Um, now it might take a bit of a bit of saving and a bit of um, a bit of consistency into trying to find the right one. I think the one I regret at the moment was I saw a Thomas Party one of one Nebula. Um, that was uh, I think about four five hundred. I think it was. Um, I love Nebula. So obviously Thomas Pye is playing unbelievable at the moment. So that would have been quite cool to have, but at the time obviously wasn't meant to be. Um, so yeah, that's definitely number three is to try and obtain a one of one Arsenal card this year. Um, and then number four and five was to try and buy an Henri Auto, and then the infamous Saka Pitch Kings, um, which I know you've had for a while now, and I can't <laughs> twist your arm. Um, but yeah, I'd love to get him some though. I think I've got obviously I've got a fair amount of Henri cards as it is, but. His autos aren't hard to come by. Um, it's just finding the right one. Because obviously, I love Mosaic. Um, I think the Revolution one it's all right, but it's, it's probably not my favourite. Um, but yeah, it's just trying to get trying to get that the right on Auto. Um, and then yeah, try and get that that sack of Pitch Kings as well. Yeah, I think the sack of Pitch Kings is a, a chase slash a dream card for any Arsenal like hobby collector. It's just a beautiful looking card, and obviously. He keeps getting better and better and better. Yeah. Obviously, since like got after the Euros, no one really knew how he was going to bounce back. But since then, he's gone leaps and bounds. One of England's best players at the World Cup and one of Arsenal's best players as well. So, like I say, that card is a um, it's a beautiful card, and I think it's one of them that he could keep sneaking up in value if we keep doing better. And the longer I wait, the longer it's me. I'm going to be more out of pocket afterwards. Um, but yeah, I've, I've seen a fair amount come up and I've also seen the odd, the odd few pop up here and there recently as well. But just need to take, take the bullet and just uh, just get it. Yeah, 100%. And 
moving on before we discuss your your latter five, we'll move on to some of my ones. Uh, first one for me, this is actually ties in line wrong. So if you're on real, is I need. I do need a Burkamp Arsenal. I've seen his prism ones from the World Cup probably go for around a 60 quid mark, which is very good for a Burkamp auto. But for me, I just, just like, like no disrespect to the Netherlands, it's the Arsenal kit where I grew up watching him in, and that's the one I've, I just want to get in the collection. I think I no doubt anyone agrees that Burkamp was such a, <laughs> such a good player. I've got literally over my left shoulder here, I've got a Burkamp type photo there. I've always idolized it. It's a must. It's, Quite poor for me, really, that I've got all the other autos near enough, bar Burkamp, but his prices are slowly coming down a bit. So I remember at one point it was three 400 because the only auto he really had was impeccable and immaculate and it was proper expensive. But now you've got cheap alternatives. So I hope what I'm hoping is maybe in a new prism he gets an auto or something in there because I quite like the breakaway parallel and normally that's a bit cheaper. So that's what I'm hoping for. Uh, number two, uh, I have, do have quite a few Arsene Wenger stickers. I'm hoping to get them graded with SGC, get them all tucked up at some point this year, just for a protection, but also deserves to be in the slab all the, all from early uh, from mid 1980s to early 1990s when he was in French football. So, like you say, they, I know you've got one off at grading at the moment, so it's just two off, Ron. Come on, mate, two off. Oh yeah, sorry. Yep, you got the first Arsenal one, and you've got the Monaco one. I need to. They're all sitting safely in my case, but it will look so much better in a tux. Yeah, know. definitely, hundred percent. I think the Denvinity stickers do look so much better in the in the tux and SGC. Um, yeah, so hopefully have Marty back in the next couple of weeks. So looking forward to seeing what what they get back. But yeah, hundred percent, he's getting them off to SGC without a doubt. Yeah, it's a, it's gonna, it's a, even worse when I keep seeing all these returns. I'm hoping for a slab return this week, which I will show on the podcast next week or. It'd be on the on social media, which are fair enough underneath our names. So that's all being fancy in twenty twenty three. But then moving on to my third one is over the Christmas period. I was doing quite a lot of thinking about what I want to collect within the hobby, and I've I've always had an all time Arsenal eleven, which I've been piecing together, getting nice cards of, and I thought as well. Let me diversify the collection a bit and have my. My favourite, not my the best 11, I think, but my favourite 11. And I've picked up a few cards of these so far over Christmas period. PWCC's helped quite a bit. I had a couple already. So one of the players I've always loved was Neymar. So I want to pick up either one of his Santos stickers, which are not cheap, but you can get them, if you can get on the right deal. I don't really care about braid. It's more just to have it or uh, Neymar also. So that's one of them I'm looking at this year. I think for me, I just always... I remember watching Neymar, Suarez and Messi in that front three always like that. I remember even back in the days on Pro Evolution when they put the Brazilian league on it and everyone only ever picked Santos because you had this this young kid who could do every trick in the book and then you just followed his career. So I'd love a, I'd love a bit of Neymar. And I feel like his cards will go a bit under the radar a bit because obviously he's at PSG and not a lot of people like his antics, but oh, I'm a big fan of his... Um, I think that's going to be definitely one of the plays. And then the next one is ties in with that my all-time 11. And it's a player that I don't know if you would agree, but I don't see much in terms of in the hobby. And that's Philip Lahm. But so the geezer was <laughs> unbelievable for Bayern Munich. Put him at right back, put him at centre mid. He was absolutely... But I don't know if it's shit, but I barely see any of his stuff. No, I can't, I can't recall probably... Um, I may have seen the odd one or two 
long autos, I think. From I want to say eminence, but I'm not too sure. Um, but yeah, you, you don't really ever see much about considering how, about, how big a great he was for Munich and what he did for Germany, and um, you just you never see anything of him. And he's one of them vintage players where it's like he's got so many probably vintage stickers and sort of early cards that no one really either picks up or people just see him think, oh, it's pretty nice, but I don't don't PC him or I would never see it. But um, I'd, I'd be interested to see whether there's more of him on the Munich card show and um, whether that had been filled with a lot of like your Schweinsteigers, your Lams, etc. Um, but yeah, you really don't see much of much of Philip Lam nowadays. No, it's even like I've been looking through PWCC recently and like of all the German players that pop up, Thomas Muller pops up quite a bit. I managed to pick up one of his rookie stickers. Ozil pops up a lot, which is fantastic for me. So I picked up his both his rookie stickers. But Lam does appear. So I'm gonna to have to do a bit of research on that. And I thought I'll probably do I'll do the research this week and I'll update people next week. Just about what is his rookie sticker? Because some of these players don't have many cards, so it's gonna probably be stickers, which I'm fine with. I do love a sticker. Um, moving on to my fifth one, which ties in with the all-time 11 as well, is I just want to pick up a nice PSA or SGC 7 Plus Ronaldinho sticker or card. A nice one for the all-time 11. Yeah, again, fantastic player. Really enjoyed watching him growing up. And now I'm thinking, it's obviously a lot of people do go for the PSG. There was a PSG Ronaldinho sticker that was on PWCC this week, and it went for about $220, I think. So it's a bit out of the price range at the moment, but... It's not always about the early stuff. There's quite a nice 2000 and I think it's four uh, Ronaldinho PSG sticker. And it's actually what they've done is they had the rookie sticker and then they put a design around it. There's a recap. So it's a bit of a cheating way yeah. of getting a rookie, but probably go for that one. So that's my first five. And we move on to your number six on the list, which is actually podcast related. So perfect for you to take it away for the next couple. I mean, yeah, my, my next two, six and seven, are both podcast-related. So um, number six was to reach 1,000 followers on the Top End Podcast page. Um, again, just try and grow the podcast as much as we can and push out to a wider audience and engage with, with everybody on the, on the page and on the podcast as well. So, um, yeah, looking forward to just growing that this year and attending more card shows together and, um, yeah, just seeing what, what more we can we can bring to the, to the hobby. Um, and number seven... Toasting, if you are listening or watching, um, my number seven is to get you onto the podcast. So, when you've got a little break in your football career or you know, you fancy coming on one evening, um, yeah, number seven was to try and get a toasting onto, onto the podcast and have a good chat with him about everything football and cards. Um, number eight was to try and grade 20 cards this year. So, some people are pretty like this a very small number. Um, but for me, I literally graded three cards last year. That was it. Edition of three with SGC that I submitted at the end of end of this year. Sorry, I said for like four, including the signer. Um, so yeah, I mean, obviously, I've never really I usually buy graded. I don't necessarily always grade. Um, so I think to me, I've never really, I've never submitted to PSA because the sort of the, the turnaround time has put me for a little bit because I'm really impatient. Um, but I think I quite like to submit to PSA, and yeah, I've said just we'll grade twenty cards and just see. Whether that is not achievable, or whether I go miles above that, we'll have to see how the year year pans out. Is there in, um, that, in that twenty? Is there any cards that you own at the moment that you're inclined, or is it going to be like twenty pickups that you're going to get graded? Um, I've I've undenied for a while now about sending off the Arsenal Prism logo and Stadium Emirates Stadium. Um, I've got them both in a mag with the mag stickers, but it's one of the things where I think with the red PSA slab as well, it might look quite 
quite nice. Um, the only ick I've got is that, you know, with the SGC, they always either have them that way yeah, or like that way. And I feel like PSA and SGC are always different. And I feel like it would just wind me up having some cars that way and some cars that way. Um, it's very minor, but, you know, it just like really like grates on you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't mind grading those two. Um, I was really see the majority of my PC already is already graded. Um, I don't really tend to have many raw cards, um, which again, I, should, I could probably add it. I could probably make 20, 30 resolutions in terms of buying more raw cards as well. Um, but yeah, I, mean, so I think at the moment, it's just those two really that I'd consider grading. Um, but also, yeah, I hope to be able to buy some more raw cards this year and um, use RPs pre-grade service. Um, but yeah, so that's number eight. Number nine was to finally finish off the 2020 F1 Chrome base set. Um, it's taken me more than enough time at the moment as it is. I literally have about six or seven cards left for me to get. Um, and literally, it's like Drive of the Days and Grand Prix winners. Um, so I think I might just go on to eBay and get them and just get that done and just have it completed. It's a lovely, lovely set. I've got it all in a nice little uh, Voltex binder. And um, yeah, we're buzzing when that's, when that's finished. Um, and last but certainly not least is to try and add to my Comrade Lima Stadium Club Chrome Rainbow on him and his little go-kart. Um, yeah, I've started working way through that and it's a lovely, lovely car. And obviously Club Chrome with the, pick, with the actual images are, are unreal. So yeah, just try and add a few more with lower number to, to that rainbow. Um, but yeah, that was my, my 10. Um, what were your six to 10? Yeah, so my next one up is funny enough, you picked grade 20 cards, and my next one is grade 20 Xhaka cards. People probably, nice. if I would have said this probably about two years ago, people probably would have tried to get me locked up in an asylum or something, but now people do agree with me that I should get all my Xhakas. Um, I've got a few nice pickups recently as well coming back um, that I do want to get graded. I've got quite a nice, I've got a nice rookie one, his first Arsenal card, which is to 11, which I want to get graded. Then I'm in two minds. I've picked up a printing plate one of one, and I'm like, do I get that slab? And then I'm like, do I just leave it in a mag? So that's in the states at the moment. So I'll probably see when that comes back. But I can't wait to get that do one. Do they back. actually grade it, or do they just authenticate it? Just authenticate it. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Do I get that? In... But then I'm like, then if I done that, I've got like, do I get the rest of the impeccables graded? I've got to eight color match, which is definitely going for grading at some point. But it's just deciding where it goes whether it goes PSA or if it goes to uh, SGC. I think I'm leaning towards SGC at the moment for the pure fact of it takes about two to three weeks, and that is just fantastic. That I can't let these cards go for too long, so I'll be doing it gradually yeah. for each month, like a couple at a time. Um, so that one I'm looking quite forward to, and like we said, we'll keep everyone updated as we hit some of these off the list during the year, and hope, who knows, we might even have some of these ticked off by next week, which would be great. Uh, next one for me is a um, is a, by a Lehman Auto. So obviously before I had the Dennis Bergkamp Arsenal Auto, this one's a Jens Lehman one. He has got German Autos, which I've seen from, but I want to pick up an Arsenal Auto. They're not too expensive, to be fair. I've seen a Mosaic one go for about 25 30 So just looking at what I might do is just see what products, what's released this year during the year, see what the patterns are, and if not, at the moment, I'm leaning towards the Mosaic Scripps Auto because he's in the Orange O2 kit, which I'm a massive fan of. And remember him going ballistic at a load of strikers, pretending to near enough take their heads off, which brings back great memories. Uh, number eight is open. Didn't, a hobby sorry, didn't, didn't you pick up Layman's rookie sticker as well? Uh, yes. South Coast. 
yeah. South Coast. I picked that up for three quid, which I'm very happy about because I still I've not found a comp for it. I haven't even, I haven't even found another one. I've been looking around. I was on Germany, but I couldn't see any. Even spoke to a few Arsenal collectors I know that are going through the Invincible set, and one of them has only seen one in like three years. So it's, I don't know how not many of these are emerging, but it's great for me. It's a lovely yeah. uh, rookie sticker, which yeah, again should be tucked up at some point. Uh, next one is open a hobby box. It, I didn't. I, I was going to put a Premier League one, but then I was like, I probably, I probably would like to wait until um, Women's Champions League comes out again. Chrome, hopefully get a hobby box of that. But then I was thinking it could even be something else. Um, I know I've got a Stranger Things blaster from their new release called Zero Call coming hopefully this month at some point. It's, they're pretty much similar to Panini and Tops that no one, like they say ships January, so who knows if it's going to be January or early Feb. But there's quite a lot. Even, don't even have to hold in the whole box myself, even like split it with someone. Just, I think it's fun to have a rip and especially if it's these Tops ones, especially when they're priced between like the one one fifty mark. Think they're not too bad in price, so I'm probably going to go women's champions league. I think for that one, um, then number yeah, I'm nine, for any women's chrome oh. to come out. I think, given how I've got last year, was like, yeah, I can't wait for any women's chrome. I think if I can, I'll definitely try and buy, buy a box this year because I think it massively is massively underrated. I think even still now, um, how nice that set was. So, yeah, whenever whenever they get that gets released this year, you best bet your bottom dollar. I'll be trying to get a box of that. Definitely had it to hand as well. Some of the yeah, there he is. Uh, right, right next to me, one I prepared earlier. That's what they say. Um, and then another one is just upgrade, upgraded my actual desk area. So, custom. I want to get a new custom mat. Been trying to work out whether to go for a plain design, podcast design, but then I ended up thinking I might put Jacka on it and Gabriel because that's the two main PCs with like my logo. So, think that. And then custom stands, obviously. Third down, uh, good friends over there. Their designs are getting so good over there that I might try and work um, a new. I've got two. I've got these ones at the moment, so I've got like the just like the podcast ones, the screwbacks, which are really good. But maybe get something like red or white, just Arsenal coloring for the Arsenal collection. I was thinking maybe a Jacker one, like with because I've seen them do it for the NFL where they can put like the back of the shirt on one. But that looked quite cool, so I'm thinking maybe that. And then last that looks not, sick with a Shaka and a Gabrielle. Yeah, that's why I'm thinking Unreal. it could look really good, especially for the pictures. And then the last one is getting on card auto. That's but the reason why it's number ten is it's going to be quite hard because normally I only go for Arsenal, which is going to be tricky to get an on card or Arsenal because there's not many at all. And to be fair, generically in the trading card world at the moment, with still creating over the pandemic, a lot of it is sticker autos. Even looking Eminence, that's what was great about seeing Eminence was return of proper on card autos, um, but. Realistically, I think the play is probably going to be an Arsenal Futera on card auto. I was tracking a Gabrielle one, which would have been perfect for the PC. Finished up at about $140. I didn't go for that one, but that kind of thing could work. An Arsenal player on card auto. But... I think it's predominantly impeccable. I think I've got a Lee Dixon canvas creations um, from 2020 impeccable on card. Um, so, I think, yeah, your, your best been either is going to be Futera or going to be impeccable where um, I think last year, I think a lot, there's a fair amount like, I don't know, Eduardo did an on-card auto, Dixon did an on-card auto. Um, so there's a few of them that have on-card autos. So I think probably impeccable or Futera are probably going to be the best best bets for that. Yeah, I could tick two off and I think there's a Jens Lehmann club history. You know, the one with 1881, yeah. uh, 1886 in the foil and I'm like, then I see the price and it's like 260. I was like, 
Well, all right, maybe not tick But then, as it says, two birds, one stone. Do you yeah. know what I mean? To see if I could just if they if anyone wants to make it like if Panini want to do a dual auto with him and Burkamp, like that would just be so easy for me because I can then keep tick three off. Perfect. Like, yeah, that'd be a good one. But that's say it's going to be quite an interesting year, twenty twenty three. That's like our resolutions, but. No doubt. I think one of the things we both definitely agree on, which we didn't mention in the list, is obviously go to card shows. I think that's the main one. Obviously, I, I was going to put in the list, attend at least one day of all four London card shows during the year. I know we, we you're doing both days coming up in February, which we're looking forward to. So it's going to be your first experience of both days at the London card show. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. I was only um, just a Saturday last time around, um, but I made a pact that I was going to be there for, for both days this time. So, yeah, buzzing for it. I think, you know, it's going to be two fantastic days, a fantastic weekend. And you're going to be a trade night on a Saturday as well. Um, yeah, I'm just buzzing to see what the full weekend is going to be like. I think, you know, I only saw Saturday last time around. Um, so, yeah, really looking forward to seeing what Sunday brings this time. Also, I can't only imagine what Harry's got up his sleeve ready for uh, the show coming up in, in February. Um, but, yeah, you know, I'm always buzzing to, to see all the boys again and, you know, be down in the pub and sort of just mixing everybody, talking all things cards. Um, but, yeah, being there for both days is going to be going to be wicked. And, yeah, I can't wait to get back down there for the full weekend this time um, rather than just a Saturday. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a wicked weekend. No, definitely. I'm really, um, really looking forward to it. Obviously, Arsenal playing the Saturdays, so sadly, I'll be just there the Sunday, but really looking forward to that. I think as well, I really show. wanted to... Show, I really wanted to see what the Sunday was like. So, um, because obviously we've done... This, I've, only, I've never done the Saturdays, obviously the last one was the first two days. So, Sunday's going to be quite intriguing. Um, there is an announcement from us very soon to look out for which is related to a very interesting thing coming up, especially in relation to London culture. So do pay close attention to that. We hope to be announcing that within the next seven days. If not, it could it'll be a podcast announcement next week if it's not already been announced. But like I say, the card show is going to be great, um, especially London card show, what we're really looking forward to. Like I say, there's one thing, one thing that I didn't put on the list, which I thought was too cheap. It was just have fun as well. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's a hobby. Like, uh, even though it takes up a lot of people's time, you end up. I didn't realize this till the other day. It was, I was looking through my phone on New Year's Eve, and I realized how much many people you actually talk to. I just flicked through like the Instagram DMs, just talk, and I looked to the first person I did like from 2021. I was like, you don't realize in a year how many different people you speak to from all around the world. It's crazy. Yeah, it's absolutely mental. Like, I mean, to the amount of people that like. You've you've interacted with, you bought cards from, you communicated with, and you know to to just join in this hobby and just post pictures of like cards I got, and you know entering my first ever break with BK breaks, um, Don Russ, and just you know it's just mad how how far and wide this this hobby brings people together, and um, yeah, it's unreal to speak to so many different people from around the country and to buy cards from so many different people, and um, yeah, it's, it's it's mental the the friendships you make and. Uh, the, the relationships you build with people and you see them every card show and yeah, it's, it's honestly mental and yes, forever, forever grateful for the, the position we're both in. Oh, 100%, like we say, it's, it is a privilege and I know you, funny enough, you just mentioned Don Ross there and 
I was looking, I was thinking, I haven't heard much about release calendars or anything yet for 2020. Obviously, we're pre- everyone's predicting it's going to be on very similar lines to last year. There might be a new set here or there sprinkled in, but obviously, like we're waiting for now, with Prism Chronicles are always the beginning of the year, which everyone looks forward to. You're looking forward to Tops Champions League Chrome, Sapphires. F1 Chrome is out now, but obviously F1 Sapphire will be out. But the main, there is two release, like there's other releases are planned for January, which we haven't got the exact dates for yet. But the ones we've got dates for at the moment, I stress at the moment because we all know that releases change. So the 25th of this month, Panini are meant to be releasing the new edition of Don Ross. So obviously, the last one was the Don Ross Road to Qatar, which I think was a massive success last year. Some really nice cards come from it. The if anyone does want to have a look on Cardboard Connection. The release, like the trial imagery that what they've released or what they're going to look like are out. So it's a great release, Don Russ. Are you looking forward to seeing, obviously, the checklist when it does come out, which we will talk through? But it's a it's a cheap, it's not a cheaper product because of parallels, but it's more, it's one of them set because it's a paper based one, it's not a chrome. It's a great release. And some of the parallels are actually really nice. And hopefully, when the checklist comes out, we'll actually know who we're collecting this year, because there weren't many actual Arsenal players in the checklist last year. Obviously, it's international, yeah. but... Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's definitely a, maybe a more affordable um, and definitely a, a fun rip. Um, yeah, I think the, the actual checklist probably be a true reflection as to how popular and how sort of um, the popularity level will be around Don Russ. Mm. I think, yeah, you can't really complain about it. It's a, it's a fun rip. Um, so with it being paper-based, obviously, it's probably not your more maybe premium set, um, but yeah, nonetheless, it's, it's, it's a really fun rip, and as some of the parallels from the road, road to guitar set were were unreal. So um, yeah, looking forward to seeing what what they bring out um, later this month. Um, and yeah, hopefully, we can only hope. Also, there's going to be a few a few Arsenal players scattered around in there, and um, have to see have to see what happens. But yeah, it's definitely a, a fun rip, and yeah, looking forward to seeing the checklist and sort of what different parallels they come up with um, come up with this time. Yeah, it's funny enough, I was actually just looking through the imagery and it's international and club side. So that's even better hope. So we can hold out for the dream of actual Arsenal cards in it, even though it's a 200 cards base set, I think, around that area. So hopefully there'll be a few Arsenal ones in there. If not, hopefully, like, so I'm looking here, the rough countries in it, like I see a Haaland auto for Norway. So that might mean hopefully there's a Martin Odegaard in there, but... Funny enough, the one of the first images they use, which is uh, not aged that well, is a Cristiano Ronaldo Man U base card. So uh, I think it's too late to put that into the Saudi league and buy the rights for that one. So that'd be a that'd be an interesting one for Man United fans to chase. A lovely Ronaldo that they're probably not too fond of at the moment, but that to be fair, we could do a whole episode on that alone. And there is another actual release scheduled for the same day, twenty uh, the twenty fifth, which is Tops Renaissance MLS, which is obviously. A lot of people won't be that interested in that in comparison to Don Ross, but looks to be a really nice set. And obviously being Renaissance, I wonder if they'll go along the line to maybe bring that out for a UEFA product as well. Um, there's And then there's a few that are meant to be coming out at some point this month, which there's no confirmed date. So we've got uh, one what was rather intriguing when it was announced. And I think a lot of people have been quite intrigued to see what it does look like. There's a Bowman Chrome coming out for people who don't know. Bowman Chrome is obviously more renowned with baseball, but they're doing a road to the UA for under 21 championships. Yep, that is a mouthful, um, but could be a very intriguing set because how they do it, they they brought out a basketball set last year and 
I don't know if it'd be the same, but it wasn't licensed the Bowman one for last year for ba- uh, basketball. But could be quite intriguing, don't you think? Having an under twenty one one that these could be obviously seen as their true rookies, and there'd be people in there to collect that people be chasing like these highly rated players that might not have had many goals before. Yeah, I think yeah, the under twenty one aspect of it is going to be massive in terms of some other kind of potentials. You know, seen it in like Merlin where you've got the under twenty one. Um, inserts um, so I think you know it's, it's, it's some like them where you can look at these as their true rookie cards and in years to come when they're and now a massive prospect but the prices will go through the roof so I think I like the whole concept of being under, under 21 um, I think there's a lot of potential there for it um, obviously you know you're talking to the guy that knows least about American sports um, but you know I think the actual concept of having an under 21 set I think is is really cool Um I think, you know, I think like it was in Merlin where you had like a separate insert. Um, I think, you know, having like a whole product dedicated to under 21, I think is going to be a uh, a really cool, cool, fun rip. And I think, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing some of the cars that come out of it and what the car designs look like. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, this it could definitely be, be a hit in terms of the prospects that then sort of come out later on in the, in the years and become a massive, massive player. Yeah, definitely agree with that one, Ed. Moving to the next one is 2022 Topped Chrome Road to the UEFA Nations Final Soccer, which, is, yeah, again, is, is enough a bloody mouthful, but could be another very intriguing set. Obviously, everyone's a big fan of Topped Chrome. Um, this will open the door. Yeah, again, I'm not sure, obviously, about... They've got a lot full licensing rights for the Nations League, so hopefully it's going to be interesting. There's one that just springs to my mind straight away. There's two players that are springing to my mind Um Will we see like a Mukhailo um, Mudrik who's linked with Arsenal, a Ukraine chrome of him, which would be a big hit? Or the player that I've been trying to pronounce for the last seven months and still struggling on his surname, but obviously the Georgian winger who plays for Napoli, Kavica, whatever his surname is, Kovashkalia. I think that's close enough. Yeah, again, he hasn't had many cards. So if he gets in the set, it could be very intriguing. And I think that could be quite cool um, to see. like Because some of the more lesser-known nations, as it's called, um, have some really top players who, obviously, they don't get into the World Cup sets, so they have some needs. They're not even ones that spring to mind, for example, look at Scotland. Like, obviously, didn't qualify for the World Cup, so imagine a nice Tierney Tops Chrome. Could work really well. And Like I say, Tops Chrome, everyone loves. So this could be a very interesting set as well when it does. It's scheduled for January, so no exact date, but I think this could be quite a good set as well. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, you, you can't you can't fault Tops Chrome. Um, it's one of the nicest and cleanest sets, and it's probably one of some of the nicest cards as well. Um, I think, like I said, some, some of the underrated players that haven't really got many cards out at the moment. Um, so you could see them, like I said, Tierney in Scotland or, you know, Mudrick on his way to Arsenal. So I think, you know, it, it, it could be it's set to be a really, really nice set. Um, as I said, Top of Chrome is is unbelievable. So you can't really argue with that. And there's hoping to be some nice, nice cards in there. And as I'm going to check this gets released, and you can see sort of who's going to be in the set, um, what sort of parallels they've got or what inserts they've got. Obviously, yeah, be a true prospect as to whether um it'll be it'll be a nice set or not. But um yeah, looking forward to seeing what that's like. I said there should be some good cards in there that you can try and get your teeth around and um yeah, see what see what's all about. But as I said, Top of Chrome, you can't you can't really argue with that. No, and I would say it's going to be very intriguing, especially I can see now them putting Mudrik in it and his prices is going to be through the roof. But then the last scheduled release for January 20th, obviously there could be still more announced in due course, 
But the one that we're still waiting for the official date is is the next edition of Futera Unique World Football Soccer. Obviously, we see these last year when they got released, went down really well, like some really nice patches in there. Obviously, a lot of it's non-licensed, which is the only problem. But going back to the, like the on-card autos, there's a lot of on-card autos for Futera in these sets. And they do sign with quite a lot of people. I've seen quite a lot of legends been doing uh, Futero in card signing. So could be another interesting one. Obviously, the main stumbling block for them. Obviously, they do have rights to some teams, but it is the licensing is the big issue when it comes to Futero. Yeah, massively. I think, you know, the, the on-card always for me obviously is a massive win. Um, I think majority of all of their Futero World Unique are all, all on-card. Um, as the, the issue with Futero always has been is, is the licensing issue. Um the card designs are nice, you know, the, the, the dual auto, the patches, um, the massive printing gold plates. Um, I think, you know, the one left down is going to be the, the licensing issue, but you saw how well they went down last year. Um, they went down by an absolute, absolute storm and said some of the cards that people were putting were unbelievable. And the price point isn't necessarily massively high in terms of the resale value um, of the actual cards themselves. Um, but yeah, some of the, the sort of the, the Pele's that were being pulled out of there, and some all-time legend cards that were being pulled from the last set. Um, yes, yeah, it's, it's just the licensing issues and probably the, the biggest letdown. Um, but it's, it's, it's all it has been with Futera in terms of uh, the licensing issue. Um, but yeah, hopefully that there were some more legends in, in the autos, and um, yeah, if anything, anything like last time, it's, it's going to go down a, a storm again. Yeah, and then the last the. There's one in the calendar for February already, which is the only other one on the release calendar, which is the 8th of February, and that's Panini Revolution Premier League. Again, another great-looking set. Get some good autos in there. It's more... It's on the lower end of the sets, but like I said, there's some really nice stuff out there, especially some of the Timor parallels that you can get out from the boxes what uh, designed for Asia, which is fantastic. So we look forward to seeing that. And Obviously, we've got there's all the key releases as well. It's going to be Premier League Prism, Champions League. It's going. I'm quite looking forward to this year in cards. And is there any? Obviously, apart from them ones from that, is there any set that you're looking forward to? Hopefully, coming out. But obviously, the main ones we're expecting to come out. Is there one in particular that you're like? I'm looking forward to seeing what that's done doing this year. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing um, F1 Chrome again this year. Um, always, a, always a really, really good set. So, yeah, I love, love F1. I love the Chrome sets. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Merlin come out later this year, obviously without Arsenal now being in the Europa League. Um, hopefully, Blasters will be back in game. And if Arsenal now give me it, you bet your bottom dollar I'll be that. So, that game store at half six in the morning. Um, but, yeah, I think for me, probably... I'm looking forward to seeing Stadium Club Chrome again and seeing sort of what um, what imagery they're using again this time round. Um, I think, you know, there were some unbelievable images used in Bundesliga and Champions League last time round. Obviously, Arsenal aren't going to be in it, unfortunately, um, yet again. But um, hopefully in the next two years, we might be in a Club Chrome Champions League one. Um, but yeah, I think for me, probably Merlin and F1 um, are two sets I'm looking forward to seeing. Obviously, Mosaic. I mean, there's, there's loads of sets that I can, I can bring off that are, are lovely, lovely sets. And, you know, what Prism is going to be like in the upcoming months and, and so on and so forth. But I think for the time being, right now, on the top of my head, it's probably going to be F1 Chrome and um, and, Mos- and Bird Merlin, sorry, with um, hopefully some of the Arsenal cards being in there. What about you? Yeah, I think I always look forward to Chronicles just to see. I always like seeing the checklist of Chronicles just to see what Arsenal cards there are because. 
I, I think everyone does like a crack dice and but now I know it's going to be very expensive because what I'm thinking, I was thinking the other day of obviously the rookie tickets are one of the more standout cards within the set. And I think it's, I think there's only one player it's going to be for Arsenal this year. And that's Mr. William Saliba. So a William Saliba rookie ticket I can see coming in this year. Um, yeah, but then, nice. then, then again, I was thinking like, obviously there's not many, they might put Marquinhos in it. I highly doubt that. Fabio Vieira hasn't been in much Panini content, so it'd be technically his rookie card in Chronicles as well. But then it's also just seeing the card designs because obviously, if anyone follows like the NFL world or even WWE world, the Chronicles have already been released, so you can't you know what the card's going to look like. And the crack dice is still going to be the chase for most cards. So I'm just hoping that obviously last year, Shaka and Gabriel both got a couple of cards each in there. Um, Xhaka got absolute materials and the normal absolute, which was good, and they were match one patches. And Gabriel got um, uh, illusions, which is very nice as well. So I'm just hoping to see them two guys get some nice cards in that one. And then the other one is impeccable. I know it's an expensive release, but always just like to see what they come up with impeccable. Hopefully, maybe a new art like a ledge. Obviously, the one I'm looking forward to, hopefully, getting Arsenal time is Lucas Podolski. He popped up in the World Cup Prism for Redemptions, even though early on someone pulled a Podolski card with a Messi auto on it, um, which was rather interesting. But I hope to see a nice Arsenal Podolski card. That would be a really nice one. That definitely would be a card to acquire, uh, one of my favourite players. So that would be another one. And then, I think the last one is just, not in terms of actually picking up cards for our will do, but Prism. I'm just intrigued to see what light route they go down with it, um, how much more the print run is. Obviously, we see last year it was about 340 area, the highest parallel. And then we've seen the World Cup, we go to 399. So will it follow the route of the World Cup and go 399 as well? And then what cases do they do? Obviously, Kaboom dropped out a couple of years ago. The badge and stadiums have dropped out. We've obviously had Colour Blast recently. Will they get rid of them and go down the Colour Wheel route? I'll, I've, I'd love them to do like a, a, like a landmarks kind of thing. Like there's um, in... NBA they do and NFL to do a downtown kind of thing. I'd love like that kind of design, like something a bit more unique to each club. Um, that would be really cool. Yeah, that'd be uh, sick. Imagine like the different clubs like Arsenal having a cannon and the um, Gunnosaurus Rex or anything like that. Like with yeah. United having like the Devils and yeah, you know, I think it, I think it would look so sick in, in prison this year. But I just, it's one of the things with with. The companies and you don't know whether they're going actually going to pull through with it or not. But if they do it in the in the NFL and stuff, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't bring it to, to soccer or football. But um, yeah, I think the downtown would be uh, unbelievable in prison. Yeah, and like I say, it's just looking forward to see what new sets they bring out as well. There's um, there's an NBA one which went down really well last year called Photogenic. It's probably the Panini equivalent of a stadium club. So that would be really cool if they brought that out for the Premier League. So. Like I say, it's just seeing what... There's no doubt there's going to be two or three new releases this year. It's either something what was in Chronicles and they just make it its own set. Like, I still can't believe that Select, for example, doesn't have its own set in soccer. It makes no sense to me. It used to. I remember 1718 was a really... There's some really nice cards. I have some really nice Shaka cards from that collection. And now it's just made its way into Chronicles. This is standalone set in every other sport. But soccer, which makes not much, not much sense to me, but... Like let's say, there's so much more they can do. We look forward to it's as well fanatics. What they, how they take it within the next six to twelve months, because no doubt they've got some big ideas. Um, we'll probably see them in 
NBA, NFL first and slowly make their way over to the soccer market. But it's quite, I would say it's quite a promising year to see, obviously, how big it's getting, but also how much the World Cup last year had an effect on this year and have a lot more collectors go into it or not. Yeah, I think I think the World Cup's put a massive impact in in terms of people collecting cards and bringing everyone back together again. I think you know the World Cup was a massive hit. I think you know with the releases we've got coming up in the first two months and London Card Show being in you know what just over a month's time. Um, I think you know it's, it's, it's a brilliant sort of first opening start to so 2023, and um, yeah, a lot of a lot of promising things going going forward. So. Um, I think yeah, you can't really fault in terms of the opening opening couple of months, and there's a lot of stuff planned and lined up and releases and so card shows. So yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing sort of what the first quarter of uh, this year brings. And there's a lot of stuff planned, a lot of stuff ready to go, and a lot of ideas being flung around everywhere. So um, yeah, hopefully it's going to be a, a fantastic start to the year and a lot going for us in the in the hobby as well. Yeah, and I think. We did have this massive elaborate plan of talking about where to buy and all that. We're delaying that because we ended up just doing like an introduction to 2023 in the end. And I think there's a massive talking point within this hobby of grading within 2023. It's I really noticed last year, especially from January through to December, grading grew that bit bigger every month. You see more people grading, more people buying graded cards. And with PSA, SGC, Beckett, CSG now all competing against each other, we're expecting PSA's announcement within the next 24 hours of their new pricing for 2023 and their turnaround times. Because obviously SGC at the moment is around the $20 mark, $22 mark for a car. And it's a 10-day turnaround, which is insane. And PSA have got to do something in retaliation to that because for that same service at PSA, I think it's about 80 quid. So you can get four cards graded at the same time at SGC than at PSA. So... You, question for you, and it'd be interesting how other people think about this as well. How much effect does the time turnaround have for you? Because for me, I I, I really like SUC, always have done. I don't I like PSA, but that two week turnaround time, it just attracts me so much more to getting stuff done because I know it's not going to be gone for half a year. Oh, massively. You know, I think um to to have one card percent potentially be at SUC for you know from UK door to door, you're basically looking at what around about four or five weeks in terms of to to Aaron to Jim wherever. So then having that sent to SEC back to them and then back to you. You are looking around about the five, six week mark in terms of from sending it off to being back received. Um and for me, I think you know to put that into context with PSA, I don't have the patience to to wait that long. Um especially for like a, a proper PC card or a card that you know is really, you know, a card you love, a card that, you know, you, you value it very highly. I think, you know, to wait that length of time at PSA without spending an absolute killing in terms of getting it back quickly. Um, I think for me, if you're looking to flip it, potentially, because PSA inevitably is going to add the most value. But I think for for me, if it's a PC card or a card you just want to protect, I, I don't see at the moment a better option than SGC in terms of their pricing, their turnaround times and how nice the tuck slab look. Um, as I said, I'm not ruling out PSA because, I mean, they are the, 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 the sort of the lead in the market and the price point in terms of resale is the highest it's going to be. Um, but for me, that, that turnaround time is just like far, far too long for me. Um, I don't have the patience to wait, you know, four, five, six months under up to a year and a half to get these cards back and, you know, if it's a card that I'll be easy, you can easily forget about, 
I don't see a problem with it. Like I've seen a ticket however long ago and completely forgot about it since. Um, but you think the, the cards that you are most favourite in your PC to have to wait that long to get them back from PSA, as I said, in terms of a resale and a flip value, it makes a bit of a no-brainer. Um, but in terms of a PC card or a card you want to get slabbed up to, to protect, um, for me, it's a no-brainer with SGC. So, yeah, the turnaround times do play a massive impact in where I would send cards to grade, um, purely because I don't have any patience. <laughs> no, I think, I think I think SGC done quite well, I'd say, with 2022. So I feel like they've won a load of people over. I feel like there was a thing around SGC at the beginning. Uh, I'm not really too keen on it, not too sure on it. And it seems that it's gone strength to strength. I think really how much they care about the collector in terms of good price point and quick turnaround has helped a lot. Obviously, it's never going to get close to PSA. PSA, at, but at the moment, roughly between 800 to 800,000 to a million cards a month, which is just insane. Like a week for them is more than the rest for a month. But I can see a lot more people using SGC, especially for the turnaround time. So I really do look forward to seeing that in this year, see what people's stuff get graded. And then also, will it reflect at shows as well? Seeing that because when we spoke to Sunday League investors, Brian and Troy from Trite Cards, is there's a load of raw stuff over here. Whereas in the States, a lot of it's graded. Will we see a transition from more raw-based cards into more graded stuff in the long term? Because it's a lot more convenient to buy. Like, don't get me wrong, some cards you can only buy raw, like especially if it's a rare card and someone hasn't got it graded, you've got to really buy it raw. But if it's a common card, say, take a, a Prism to 300, if there's a raw one for 20 quid or a graded a nine for 25 quid, you're probably going to go for the graded ones. A, you don't have to pay for a yeah. graded, it's protected. So, It'd be interesting to see if that's something goes down the line of in the country where shows will slowly become more and more graded. And I think I think if someone had a load of graded cards, I think they'd do quite well as well. Um, especially the vintage market, get them graded. That does do really well. Modern cards, not as much. Like you can go raw, but then like you say, I'm looking here for the last couple of like I was thinking, would I want it graded? And then it's a case of obviously it's down to personal opinion. So it's going to be quite intriguing. Like I, I want to get lows graded. You want to get graded. Will there be a lot in six weeks? Probably not that. that there'll be graded cards there, don't get me wrong, but it won't, it'll be, I'd probably say, 70, 80% raw cards, which is it's good to look through. It does take a lot of time, but will be good to look through. And um, you just get, I think, I think when we have people on as well during the year, be interesting to hear their point of view of, is it a big changing point within the UK? Is it, is it the actual scene growing up? Like, is it because we're looking at you? All you have to do is look at the states. We're so many, we're years behind the states in everything, all the trends and everything like that. So, it would be great. I, I think you would agree that more graded cards at these shows, and also just because it's graded doesn't mean it's 30, 40 quid. There's some slabs that are worth a tenner. You see that a lot in yeah. the states, but over I here, think, I, think, I think, like we said, I think it's the. Um... It's the ease of access in the in the states to get them cards graded by PSA, SGC, etc. I think if we had that readily available in terms of a UK PSA, let's say, like whether they've actually got a grading base in the UK, I think you'd see so many more cards graded at these at these UK shows. Um, but there's, there's nothing saying that the the route we go down at the moment in terms of sending it to the likes of Aaron and Jim and then sending it off to PSA 
purchasing, where, where the, like we have MGC over here, if you had then like a PSA over here or an SGC over here, maybe you go to these UK shows, there'd be graded cards everywhere. Um, but I just think because of the detail in terms of the journey to get these cards graded with PSA and SGC, which I think is why we have so many more raw cards over here, because we don't have that ease of access in terms of sending these cards off to these American companies. Um, but like I said, I mean, we, we still have a, a world of graded cards in, in the UK because you've got the likes of Gorilla Ship, you've got the likes of these US eBay and stuff like that where you can get these graded cards shipped over to the UK so easily. Um, you know, like I said, when you get you know, some of the investors and try to come on over to, to the UK to bring all of their graded cards with them. Um, but I think, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see more graded cards come into the UK, these the UK card shows. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing hopefully in the next few months, more World Cup graded. I'm sure a lot of people have sent off their World Cup cards uh, to PSA and SGC throughout the World Cup and hopefully they'll be coming back in the next in the next few months. Um, but yeah, I think you know, the, the sooner we... I think the more the time goes on, the more graded cards we'll see in, in the UK. Yeah, 100%. I think that's one thing to look forward to. It's really just seeing the hobby grow yet again in 2023. Still seems weird saying 2023, but get used to it, Simon. <sighs> Um, like I say, there's a load of shows coming up this year. There's European shows, obviously, the Nationals yet again. See one in Amsterdam in June, which looks very tempting, especially for a collector. That I was, I think there's, I see quite a few people laughing and joking, saying, will anyone actually end up at the card show? Uh, for, and I said, 100%, because if you're travelling all the way to the Netherlands, you're going to go to the card show at least for five minutes. And then yeah. taking all the sites, and no doubt there'll be some other people are taking other sites in, not just um, certain certain activities there, which is totally legal and fair. But I definitely would be one around the history side of the place. But no, like we say, it should be a really, I'm really looking forward to 2023. There's really big things coming from top loaded podcasts, not just podcast content, but a lot more from shows to reviews and everything else in between. We look forward to bringing you very soon. But as we say. Pay attention to the socials for an announcement either at the end of this week slash early next week. And if it hasn't, it'll be announced on the podcast next Tuesday at 7 p.m. Like we say, if you're watching along on YouTube, feel free to put in the comments what you're looking forward to doing in 2023. Also, drop a subscribe, hit the like button and also share it on. But as we say, thank you very much for joining us for the first episode of 2023. We really look forward to everything this year brings and me and Harry would like to say thank you yet again for 2022. It was a fantastic year and we know that 2023 is going to be even bigger and better. And for the first time in 2023, hope you're all out there doing well. Please stay safe and happy hobbying and good night.